You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, episode 44. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, derekandsteve.com. After what seemed like years of denial, this low life was given a four-game suspension by the U.S. government. <laughs> You're such a douchebag. <laughs> Derek and Steve present... Uh, oh my god, thanks. Thanks, guys. What, so did, what did I win? What, what would you want to win? Well, yeah, what do you want to As a contestant on the game show, what would you want to win? Maybe just your friendship or what? tickets to something. Tickets to something, okay. Tickets yeah. to the next episode. <laughs> I'm going to go as crazy as this sounds, Almond Joy. Let's Almond go! Joy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Those are so gross. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 44 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek, alongside Steve. Steve, how does it feel to be a one-year veteran of the podcast? Happy one year, Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Happy anniversary, Derek. (laughs) So it is Uh, our anniversary. Today is the anniversary, the the one-year anniversary from, Mm -hmm. from beginning to end, not... Um, we've, we've had, we've missed how many weeks? Not many. Well, I mean, there's 52 weeks in a year and we're, we're on episode 44. So that's, that's not bad. So do the math. Yeah. Not so many. Not many. Not um, many. So we're, we were going to do, um, just a little side note. That's one of the best entrances to the show that <laughs> I've ever heard. I really liked the, all those together. Um, but we were going to do something special for the one year, but we figured it was too close to the, the 50. Um, so we'd have to celebrate episode 44 and then again at, at episode 50 just because being at episode 50 is kind of cool. So I think we're going to do the the big wrap-up, ce- not wrap-up, but the big celebration. We're going to combine the one year and episode 50 into one big, you heard it here, second bash. Yep. Um, and we've got some ideas. We're still kicking some stuff around, uh, but so far we've, we've got some pretty funny stuff. Yeah, for sure. And and uh, and we were talking about this ahead of the, ahead of the show. It's... Obviously, 44 episodes worth of content. There's a lot to go through there to be able to get the best clips that we've had throughout a lot of episodes, obviously. Does it feel um, like a year? It doesn't feel like a year. I don't. Th- so it's one of those weird things where, like, the first episode feels like a year ago, for sure. For sure. But like, it I can't even remember But, the like, first it doesn't episode. feel like we've been doing this for a full year. You know? It doesn't feel like I've given up every single Monday night for, for a year. year. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, whatever the case, we, it has been a year. Um, so... Uh, like Steve said, look for something in episode 50 uh, for the 50, 50th uh, episode celebration. You know what makes me, um, it does make it seem like a year? What? is So So those out there, Derek put up the Christmas tree yes. today. So we finally have the Christmas tree in our apartment, and that's when we first started was when we had the I Christmas remember. tree. I remember. It was so, either episode one or two that we talked on the show about, like, oh, the, we have our Christmas tree. So it's bringing now. back some memories. Yeah. So I'm feeling the one-year vibe. So I'm really excited for episode 50. We're going to do it big. All righty. So uh, to give you a little preview of what's coming in the episode, relatively standard for if you've been listening the last several episodes for us uh, during football season and closeout of BC season, we have the same kind of general format. So we're starting the show with the quick BC minute at the beginning. Then we'll do Know Your Tens, a Christmas edition. We had Thanksgiving edition last week. And now that we've turned the calendar over to the Christmas season, uh, we figured we would kick it off with a Christmas uh, edition of Know Your Tens. A very good one, I think. Very, I think so, too. A hard uh, one. A, well, actually, we say they're all we hard. We say that every time. They, they might not be hard. But, you know, again, we also have an, uh, another team effort today. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see if that makes it easier for them. Uh, then we have sports. And then we have Westworld, which uh, we're probably going to start spoiling a little bit. We're doing because it. There's spoilers too much, too spoilers much to down the about. line, for sure. Spoilers right down the line. So uh, to get started, let's go with BC Update. So the BC... Um, minute and basically we'll talk about BC football again. So 
we uh, last week we were talking about how maybe we wouldn't have to talk about PC football anymore. We do. Um, we do. And 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 again, I don't want it to sound like I'm mad that we do. You know, I I think I'm happy that this team is headed to a bowl game. They they win a pretty uh a, you know a pretty good game I guess against um Wake Forest over the weekend. BC wins it uh, 17-14. Yeah. And uh and so you know we talked about this before. Six and six, they're going to a bowl game. It's good news. It's good for the program. But, you know, right as the game ended, in the post-game press conference, not even press conference, an on-field interview with Steve Adazio, the, the reporter asked him, how does it, it must be feel great that your team's going back to a bowl game. Perfectly reasonable question. And, he, in, and yes, he should feel good about going to a bowl game. But instead, he essentially cuts her off and immediately says, three bowl games in four years. You know, like as if he has to, like, s- submit his resume on the air after the game. Like to remind everyone that uh, that he's so great. Like, uh, it's. I just wish you again. We've talked about this all year. The excuses and the settling for this mediocre level of success has really driven me kind of crazy this year. And it's the and to jump off that a bit. It's I'm happy for the team. Like, good. We we get to a bowl game. You're right. It's better for the. Pl- it's good for the players. It's good for uh, the program. It's it's all good if you make it to a bowl game. Yeah. But the fact that that Adazio won't recognize or at least I don't think he notices but at least he won't publicly recognize that this has not been a good season yeah he he just continues basically saying like like he said to that reporter that mission accomplished bowl yeah. game yeah. boom like and, and and reminding everyone like three out of four years here like yeah like, yeah like, don't forget I'm a good coach awesome. yeah exactly and six and six against a terrible schedule yeah was not good like and I I just wish someone either the AD Brad Bates or, or Dazio or even just the player, like someone to step up and say, Hey, we should have done a lot better this year. Uh, we're, we're a young team. We're growing. Um, but we're really happy that our seniors get to go out and get a ball game that our fans get to, to visit BC or watch BC in another, uh, hopefully another state if we make a bowl, which we probably should. Um, so I, I don't know. I just wish someone would say, look, six and six is not where we want to be yeah, two and six in the ACC, but we like, made a bowl. It's good for the program. Let's yeah. all rally around this. Like, yeah. let's use this as a jumping point. Let's, Instead, they're like, put the stamp on it. Nice season. L- l- like, l- I mean, yes, you can say, you know, it even would be better for me if he came out here and said, "Hey, you know what? We put ourselves in a bad spot. Like, we we these last two games were good. They were because like, it's true. The last two games were good. I mean, we, we won. We won them. Against, they like, they played well against UConn for whatever it's worth. UConn is not a great team, but they played a very very solid, you know, all around game. And against Wake Forest, the defense was outstanding again. Harold Landry showed that he's one of the best players in the country on the defensive side of the ball. And, and so there's plenty of positives to take out of these last two games. I just wish that, that you know, you can just feel the vibe of the coaching staff and Adazio trying to tell, trying to convince us and, and brainwash us to think that these last two games are the way the season went. That's not, yeah. that's not how the season went. Um, so that's really the, the issue for me is that it just gets lost in the mix that, oh, look it, we're 6-6. Six and six. And so I don't know. I mean... And now that we've had time to digest the season and, and we are going to a bowl game, it's completely reasonable to be a, I mean, I would not like to be better, but to be a team that beats every team you're supposed to beat yeah. and loses to every team you're supposed to lose to. Mm-hmm. Like, that's basically what we did. Yeah. We, we maybe beat Wake Forest when we might have been in, might, sh- probably should have lost to them. Mm-hmm. But most of the games, you could say, you could say who should win this game and who should lose this game, and we were right there Yeah. Um, at a 6-6 six and six season, the, the which pro, is sad yeah. because that's how good our team is. We're, we're a 6-6 six six team. Yeah. We need to be better. But 
I mean, it's it's somewhere to start. You're, yeah. you're beating bad teams, losing to good teams. If, if you can just come out and say, you know what? Next year, we're going to take two from those big teams. We're going to we're going to always beat the teams we're supposed to beat. And we're going to get two big upsets and be eight and four and make it to a pretty decent bowl game or something like that. I don't know. It's just there's no there's no progress there being shown. It's yeah. just like like you say, jumped out three bowls in four years. Yeah. Like, and, cool. And the, the problem. Yeah. The problem is like the, the problem is that bowl is such also, a low bar. It, it is. Yeah. Bowl eligibility with this type of schedule is a really low bar. And it's also that you mentioned like beating the teams you're supposed to beat and losing the teams you're supposed to lose to. We were a little bit below that bar, I would say, because because really when you when when you break it down individually, like yes, maybe maybe all the game maybe there there aren't many games that we lost that you should say BC should have beaten that team, but there's a collection of games where it's like okay, you've got Georgia Tech, um, you know Syracuse, Virginia Tech, like Virginia Tech's pretty good, but but like you know you can group teams together and say you should beat one of these teams, you know, like, yeah, like Georgia Tech, Syracuse, you should beat, we should win one of those games, you know? So it's like there, there were too many of those where it's like, okay, now not only are we just beating the teams we're supposed to beat, the only conference games we won were NC State and Wake Forest, who are probably the two weakest opponents. Um, you know, it's just, that, that's fine. Like, so yeah, so maybe that is where BC ranks in the pecking order. Maybe they're just above those two teams yeah. and everybody else is above but them. But you're right, you should be able like to, to be one of them. And you should like, be able to expect one of those wins. You're right, yeah. exactly. So that's, I mean, this is where we end. We're, we're going to go to a crappy bowl. Yeah. We're semi-boycotting the bowl. Uh, <laughs> I would love, honestly, if we have a decent season. I've heard the pinstripe bowl thrown oh, around. Which see, is, that's something that like would be the worst case scenario. Because yeah. we would probably want to go. Want to go. Yeah. Again. But it's not the type of season. Like, I want to go. Uh, that That's my favorite excuse to, to see random parts of the country. Is, yeah. Is BC's in a bowl game in Toledo or or. San Francisco over the Emerald mm-hmm. Bowl or wherever they go, uh, but if it's somewhere stupid, I'm like, well, we had a bad season. I don't want to watch us get beat. I went, we went to Ireland. I went down to the FSU game. Like mm-hmm. I've been to enough away games. Right. And if it's in New York, we're gonna have to go. <laughs> yeah. And the Pinstripe Bowl is a decent bowl. Yeah, we well, shouldn't make yeah. that bowl. It's it's. I don't. I don't. I have a feeling we won't. But I mean. It, it's decent, but we were in it at seven and five a couple years ago, and Penn State was in the same ballpark. They were either six and six or seven and five. Yeah. I think they were actually six and six. So it, it's a decent bowl in that it's generally some like decent, decent, names. decent names. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's usually in that seven and five, six and six range that the teams are in. Yeah. So I mean, unless it's changed, I haven't really followed the Pinstripe Bowl and, and what teams have been. Playing so it, is but. this the? Are are we going to go to the Save Your Jobs Bowl or oh, or, yeah. is, or is he safe? Uh, Adazio is safe, unfortunately. I, I think I think he's definitely safe. I, I do still think that Bates is not safe. I I, I would. I think Bates. I, is I would wager that else, Bates yeah. is. I would wager that Bates will be gone. Um, there's also the basketball debacle, you know, that, that we haven't yeah. even been talking about. So with that headed in that direction, I don't think a single bowl season can save Brad Bates at this point. But unfortunately for us as fans, it it did save Steve Adazio, I think. And one other note that um, sort of disturbed me after the game um, was the on-field interview after Adazio. They brought over Harold Landry, who's, who was an absolute yeah. monster in this game. And, and he's been a monster all year. He's leading the country in sacks, I think, after this past game. And his vote of confidence for Adazio was so alarming to me. But, like, like this wasn't like a – like, this didn't feel to me like an empty, like, oh, you know, we play for the coach, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was like a – you know, it, it was it was almost like a, he was talking directly to everyone who hates Adazio and was like, "We love Adazio," and that that 
I worry that that actually literally in itself could have bought him another season, yeah. e- even outside of the rest of it. That someone as good on this team who is extremely important that you keep him and not let him get to the NFL draft if he chooses to do that. Like, like it's really critical for BC to keep guys like that here for one more year. Um, you know, something like that, even, even unfortunately for me, buys him another season. So there's some frustration, obviously, with that. And, and you know... And the thing is, there's not... I know we don't... BC wouldn't be pulling from this huge, high-tier pool of coaches, but right. there aren't a lot of free agent coaches floating around yeah. this year that we would potentially... I mean, there's a few, but... Right. They're always That's, there's yeah. always a few in in the pecking order, but yeah, I don't know. There's That's there's, always the question is like who you're going to replace. Yeah, with, exactly. You know? Who who's better? I mean, yeah, me, you or I could probably yeah. be better. But <laughs> well, we'll see. And, and this is where this is where it drives me nuts is because, like, you know, I, I can't even. I'm not sure I can actually be all over Adazio for for things about building a program such as recruiting. I think he's done an okay job recruiting. I think there's some good players in this team. And I think a he's lot of these a defensive, bad, he's an actual he, bad he, coach. He knows nothing about the game of football and how to manage it. Like, like I, I can just point to the fact that he calls it a throw game. Like he, he calls the passing game the throw game. And, and like to me, that tells me how just like simplified his football mind is. Like he, he, he's so old school and simple, and he's never thinking two plays ahead ever. Like, like he is never no. ever thinking two plays ahead. He like uses the best timeouts as if they're. They're for him to help <laughs> yeah. make decisions. Like it, there's, yeah. there's no other strategy behind yeah. timeouts and, except that like you're you're confused. Yeah, and and, and I, I want to wrap up BC in a minute, but just one one more thing I noticed that with the, the the juxtaposition of these two instances were so just just so storybook in that uh, Steve Adazio, a guy who used to be on Urban Meyer's staff, and in this Ohio State Michigan game, Ohio State's driving in overtime to try to win the game. They're down by only a field goal. So you know, and and so third down play, third down and ten, I think it was, and Ohio State gets nine yards, and it's a fourth and one, and so now it's like fourth and one. You, you were just in third and ten, you got nine yards. You're in fourth and one, maybe even a little unexpected that you'd get nine and be stuck in a fourth and one like that. Do you kick the field goal to continue the game, or do you go forward and try to continue the drive to go for the kill on the touchdown? And Urban Meyer is on the field instantly, waving his offense to get to the line and run a, a read option play, like zero hesitation yeah. we're going for this we're going for the kill i trust these guys in the field he's nothing at all hesitating get everyone to the line michigan has to call a timeout on defense because of how quickly ohio state acts bc's in the same spot <laughs> and and they all all the players are standing standing there looking at the sideline asking what what's going to happen then the play comes in with 12 seconds on the play clock and then they huddle the quarterback yeah. then then huddles and tells everyone what the play is they break the huddle at seven seconds and we have to, and we either take a delay game or a timeout. Like two guys that came from the same coaching tree. Adazio is like is a is a quote unquote like coaching child of Urban Meyer. He yeah. came from him, and and the fact that he couldn't even get any of that type of tenacity and like uh, you know thinking ahead in the game is just like that's what's driven fans crazy. And, all and year. it's what it's been like for the past couple of years. Yeah. It's just you you can obviously see coaching flaws during the game, and you shouldn't you shouldn't see it that often. Yeah. It's just, I don't yeah. know. Hey, I'm willing to give him a chance if they go the Tampa Bay Bucks route and get a game management coach. They should if, get if, a game management get, coach. If they get a game management coach for Steve Adazio, I'm actually interested to see what happens. Yeah, if someone could you sit know, there and say, 
call a timeout right now or, or don't call <laughs> or a timeout, don't call this a timeout. timeout call a play or, or someone could say on third down like coach have a play ready for fourth down yeah <laughs> like because you only have a 40 second play clock you can't take 25 of those to decide yeah. what your next move is all right well that's so. that's it for the bc update a little longer than usual but yeah. we did make a bowl so something to talk about yeah exactly um, next up we have everyone's favorite segment know your tens And we have another edition of Know Your Tens, a Christmas edition today. And we welcome on another team of guests this time, two contestants, Tommy and Jonas. How are you guys doing? What's up? What's going on? <laughs> Pretty well. Uh, Tommy, a former roommate of ours, and uh, Jonas, a good buddy. And now both of them live, how, how many doors down? Five doors down from us? Five doors down. The new band. Six. <laughs> <laughs> Six, okay. but who's the count? Okay, so Jonas is six. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of bands, so uh, we explained the rules a little bit off air, but I'll go over them for everyone listening. You guys are playing Know Your Tens Christmas Edition. Um, are you nervous, excited? How do you feel? Pumped up. Yeah, Tom is really good at Christmas songs. Hi. Jonas, how are you at Christmas songs? You know, I think I'm okay, but Tom's definitely slightly, slightly better. <laughs> he just like Christmas a little bit more okay. than me, that's all. <laughs> okay, good. Well, if you guys team up, uh, you'll have a good chat. So we're going to play the first 10 seconds of 10 different there, Christmas I, songs. Also, oh, yeah. Like, what do we win? Do you think we do well? Yeah, so the record for Know Your Tens is nine. Right. So people nine have gotten nine out of ten. So what do they win if they get 10 out of 10? You get to pick your prize if you get 10 out of 10. <laughs> so, okay. so, so to give you some background, some prizes that have been picked in the past, um, Zach Rokos picked a $14 Thinking Cup gift card um, as his oh, prize. That's a great and great And Lauren uh, Ramchop uh, picked a uh, tickets to one of our episodes. Or friendship. Or friendship. So that's a prize wow. to be determined. So. That's like the ballpark. Murph, Murph got to continue to be on the podcast to talk about Westworld as well. Yeah, so there's some, <laughs> <laughs> nice. okay, so there's some good yeah. prizes, like some yeah. real good prizes. So just, you, first of all, you need to do pretty well. So we're going to give you the first 10 seconds of 10 different Christmas songs. And you're going to, we'll give you 10, probably 10 seconds or so after to try to think of what it is. Um, and then if you don't get it, you'll hear this sound. And if you get it right, you'll hear this sound. All right, and I'll we'll keep track and we'll keep you updated. So um, you'll have fifteen guesses. Oh no, no, different this. This time. is different yeah. this time. Yeah, you'll just get to try to guess these ten. Are you ready to do it? Yeah, I've been ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All, all right. right. Here we go. Here's song number one. Do you know that song? Yep. <laughs> what is a holly jolly Christmas? Can I see a holly jolly Christmas? Correct. Two points. Well, we don't need to know the the artist of the song, right? No, you don't. You don't. You don't. But these are all different versions by different artists. So if you do happen to know it, it's it can bonus, be a bonus point. Bonus points. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, but we wow, don't lose points. points. We don't lose points if we get no, 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 right? no. Correct. Our artists are not required. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you guess wrong, whatever. But I mean, we don't want to. Don't try to guess it unless you know. But if you know it, just shout it out, and we can give you a bonus point. Okay. All okay. right. You're one for one. All right. Here's song number two. Boom 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 Do you know that song? Uh, honestly, one of my all-time favorites is it Santa Baby. Can I see Santa Baby? Correct. Oh, yeah. Yes. Papa's got a brand new bag. <laughs> Very good. All right. Now, song number three. They're getting a little harder. Be prepped. Do you know that song? Uh, it was a little grainy. Can you actually play it again? Let's play it again. Was it better that time? Yeah. Uh, what is the Christmas song? Can I see the Christmas song? Correct. Nice. Also, no, no, shazam, no shazamming these in the background. <laughs> All right, yeah. so we have three, uh, three for three. All right, you guys are three for three. How do you feel so far? Too easy? Too a little hard? Easy? Oh, it's definitely humbling. It's definitely humbling. <laughs> like I don't want to. Like uh, I don't think Tommy and I want to really jump the gun right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't, we don't want to jinx it. We've had three for three starts before. We still haven't had a 10 for 10. So let's see. I think I have a feeling you might get this one, but I think after this one's going to get harder. So here we go. Here's number four. Okay. What is that one? Oh, that's that. Well, we don't even need time for that. That's a classic. That's all I want for Christmas. By my girl Mariah Carey. Oh, what's up, Mariah? That is correct. What's up, Mariah? Right now, man. She is not. I don't know if you've been reading Entertainment Weekly, but I have. Um, <laughs> neither here or there. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number five. Sing with a tub. No. <laughs> Here we go. It's coming up right now. Last Christmas, <laughs> <gave you> my- <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. So you guys are officially five for five at the halfway mark. This is pretty good. Um, I, I, you, I think you, these... Let's take. I'm gonna take a bet. I bet you get seven out of ten. I bet seven you get, out of ten. I bet you get three out of these last five. Mm, I'm gonna, eight out of ten. I'm gonna. Yeah, I would say eight. I, I'm thinking eight. They might even get nine. I'm thinking. But alrighty, let's go with number six here. Oh, 
it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> Easy, yo. Wow. I thought that one was going to be hard. <laughs> They've graduated from guessing to just singing, singing yeah. right along with it. Six for six. Yeah. Six for six. All righty, here we go. Here's number seven. This one you should get the artist to. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, Santa Claus is coming to town. Wow. Is man. there any chance Ariana Grande's Christmas songs? I feel like, yeah. Like, where's that, the Backstreet Boys and Instinct? Yeah, where, 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 where's like a re, like, come on. All right, all right. Give right. Give it, give it classic if you can. Please. Well, we're doing mostly classics, but, but we may have we'll something else what, in there for you. Um, okay. Here is seven for seven. Seven for seven. seven, for seven. We're, di- we're running dangerous here for a perfect game. Here's uh, number eight. That's a tough one. Have yourself <laughs> a merry little Christmas. Wow. Jeez, that, that's really good. <laughs> that's that's probably the hardest that one. That one was a tough one, I thought. Yeah, wow. My dad loves to watch White Christmas because it's <laughs> from Vermont. It's like based in Vermont. There you go. And like, wow. it, he just loves that stuff. Common misconception, not because his dad is white. Well, I like mean, it's people. also because of that. That <laughs> <laughs> <Dad> is white. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. All right. It's pretty white dad. Eight, yeah. eight for eight. We're in dangerous territory It's a now. pretty white dad song, for sure. <laughs> All right. Here's, here's number nine. Rockin' around. <laughs> this is great. Dang. Correct. That one's kind of easier. Nine for nine. Yeah, this is... Yeah. This right here is for the perfect game. This is for the perfect game. We've never had a perfect game before. You guys are gunning for it. Here we, <laughs> okay. here we go. Let it snow, let it snow, <laughs> let it snow. Perfect game. <laughs> wow. Wow. Perfect game. That was way easier than I thought that it was, was going to be. Easy. Yeah. Okay, we do have two bonus. We have two bonus because we didn't think you were going to get so, all 10. That's true, but also you can just set the bar at 12 for 12 if you can get these two, which will be okay. even higher. So here we go. I have a feeling you might get the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know that one. Did you play one more time? Yep, we can play one more time. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, oh, is this like a, is this, is, can we come, can we come back to it? Or no? no, you want to? No, no, we're not coming back to this. <laughs> this is big. Important. I, wish, I wish we put this in the ten. Like no, that. you don't. That's the game. That ten, first ten seconds. Uh, all right. You, uh, wait, okay. Wait, wait. <laughs> One more time. One more time. Here we go. Oh, 
Yes. <laughs> you have five seconds five to seconds. guess. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Let's go. Do, do Ariana Grande Santa tell me? I thought that you were going to miss that after requesting an Ariana Grande. I kind of wanted you to miss it. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, that, all right. Well, what's, can we get song number 12? That, that one was yeah. the, 11 and 12 were designed to be a little tougher. Here's number 12. Can you play that one more time? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are I enjoy his yearly Christmas specials. He is one of my all-time favorites. Do I know the song? I don't know the name. Def, it's, but it's Michael Bublé, or whatever you say. Like, I, I, don't, I just don't know what song it is. It is Michael Bublé. <laughs> um, we need something to give you credit for 12. Can, can, you got to sing something for me. What was, the, what's the, what was the song called, though? I, well, like, I, I can't I tell you. So if you can sing something for me, we can give you some credit for getting 12 out of 12. We have but to I, sing I, it. I, got, I need something to give you 12 out of 12, or else it's going to be 11 out of 12. Play it, play it again, though. Play the beginning one more time. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I, Tom. Tom has. <laughs> I, I. I don't know this. This was a bonus for a reason. This is tough. How do you say his last name? Buble. Michael Buble. Or Buble? It's Buble. It's not Buble. It's Buble. Michael Buble. What a letdown! All right, letdown. all right, all right, all right. I'm gonna give you ten more seconds of the song, okay? Okay. Stockings are hung with care. Children sleep with one eye open. Oh, night. What? What'd you say? Cold December night. I, you guys gave us the. You got, Cold you guys December gave, night. You guys just cheated there. What do you mean? You guys get, I mean, like, I mean, like, that wasn't like, I mean, you didn't play, you couldn't play the Ariana Grande song, but yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that wasn't, it wasn't for, yeah, so it you wasn't get, for full credit. So you finished with 11.5 11 out of 12. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all well, right. I mean, hey, I'll, I'll take that. 11.5 <laughs> is 10. What are you talking yeah, about? It, it out, of 10, out of 10. 11.5 out of 10. Out of 10, Good 10 job. correct. Yeah, yeah. They, they were bonus questions. They were, the, the last one especially oh. was harder from the beginning 10 seconds. So, wow. Wow. Congrats, 11 you guys. out of 10. How do you feel? Uh, hype. Hype. Pumped. Uh, Tom, Tom doesn't know what to ask for. Yeah, I don't I'm, either. I'm not. I'm not so sure. Nothing. You don't have anything to ask for. Well, how many minutes do you have left on the segment? Because, uh, like, I mean, <laughs> I, we can think about it for that long. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you. We'll give you 15 seconds to think of something. Okay, 15. That's uh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
I, I've already gotten a nature bullet, so how does he bat? Tommy really wants the new Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> give me your PS4, Steve. Uh, uh, yeah. Steve's PS4. Okay, it's a deal. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. That was easy. Um, though, you guys, did you know that um, this is our one-year episode? Today's the one-year anniversary of the podcast. I am honored. One-year anniversary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, hot takes. Should Trump stop tweeting? I, <laughs> I don't know. Jonas, we'll get Who you. Would have thought that's what we're talking about a year from now. <laughs> oh, I know. Ago, right? <laughs> right? I, 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 no All way. Right. We no will. Way. Jonas and Tommy, we will have to have you both on for hot takes, but um, for now, we're going to have to let you go. You guys did. Wait, wait. Here's, an, here's another hot take. <laughs> We ordered the uh, 58-inch screen TV. Oh, wow. Wow, Heck that's yeah. a hot take. We're doing the podcast at your place next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you guys get a little taste of uh, privilege. All right. <laughs> Come over. All right, so a future, a, a future a edition, of, future edition <laughs> of Hot Takes with Yo Tom. Hot, hot uh, Takes with Yo Tom. <laughs> we'll be coming up. Yo Tom. All right. <laughs> So, uh, so Jonas, um, Tommy, thank you guys so much for joining, crushing the game, congrats setting, on the setting game. our new podcast record, and we hope to talk to you I'll guys be soon. Tomorrow my new PS4, I'm excited. <laughs> All righty, see All you guys right, later. See you, fellas. All right, bye. Guys. Stay up, never down. Stay up. So, wow, Jonas and Tommy, crushing it. Eleven point five out of twelve out of ten. We got to make these harder. <laughs> yeah, out of ten. And they ended with, uh, stay woke. Oh no, stay up, uh, never stay down. Stay up, never down. Never stay down. Up, stay up, never down. So. Uh, we'll have to have those guys back on again soon for something harder. We, yeah, we're uh, gonna stop. Maybe we need like a beta patty tester. cake in it. Maybe we're, we need like a beta tester of our games. We should we should have someone test it first. Yeah, like are these too hard? Because like we test them ourselves, and it seems like they're not that easy. But I think they might have been shazamming them, asking for to be played again. It's true, true, true. Very suspect when they asked to be played again. But in fairness, like and, and eight, like eight out of the ten, they didn't need to have played. And again. Jonas knew that it was Michael Bublé, but not Cold December. But he, did, he, just, but he didn't know how to say his name. Yeah. See, I, <laughs> come on, Jonas. I, I I'm on to you. <laughs> um. So, but regardless, plenty of them they didn't even need to have replayed. So, um. Although they, you know, they still could have been Shazamium, but we hope not. We hope not. I hope not. I don't think so. That's the that is the that is the risk with a two team a two player um, song game though. Yeah. Anyway, one, one person could spectacular do. performance got everyone right uh, and got the artist right on the last song on the bonus song. So ten for ten, yeah. um, very very impressive. Um, we don't have Who Done Did It again but, this week, but we do have the intro song because it's dope. There who it did is, it? The who did it song. Um, so that wraps up the game show segment, which brings us to the third quarter, which is going to be sports. And we're going to try to punch it, as we're we said. Punching it. We're just going to punch sports here. So uh, let's do relatively quick. All we're going to touch on is the college football playoff and then a few NFL points. So Very quick. college football playoff. We talked a little bit about Urban Meyer and the huge Ohio State win over Michigan. Yeah. Um, so th- th- I only want to just briefly talk with you about the idea and the 
the high level concept of the college football playoff and, okay. and what the situation is this year Cause, because cause it's going to change again yeah, at least I, I one don't, I don't want to talk about specific teams okay Be, uh, perfect well I, I, I should correct that I'm going to talk about Ohio State's situation but I don't want to talk about like who's one two three and four you know okay um, okay so Ohio State right now is in the playoff and, and nobody really questions how good they are right um, they, they're not even in their conference championship game so what are your thoughts on that as far as we've talked about before should you be required to win your conference championship game to be in the playoff or not? Um, you know, that, this is a classic case of that because Penn State, I'm, their I'm, only losses is uh, they, they beat Ohio State and they're yeah. going to get into that game. I would say you do not have to win. I, I know it, there's it's basically 50-50. You could make arguments either way. I don't see the point of having having to win your conference title if there's way more than four conferences. Like, what if... There's five great conference winners, mm-hmm. and they're all undefeated. Maybe they wouldn't be, but it would be close. Mm-hmm. And then, then, then you start saying like, "Well, the SEC is the better conference." Then you start doing that whole SE, the, the whole conference homering, which I hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you just judge it based on the teams you play, mm-hmm. and the conference is. You get better teams if you get to play. Like if if I if I get to play my conference championship and I win it. That's I have a thing much on my resume. exactly yeah. another thing on my resume. So that's what you want. I don't think it should be mm-hmm. necessarily um, right. uh, needed to yeah. make it. I, I think that the flip side comes when you have you know th- th- that conference bias can play in and has played in the past with teams like remember years ago the Alabama LSU game right mm-hmm. where Alabama got put you know the, basically the national championship was Alabama LSU but LSU lost their or sorry Bama lost their shot. When in the regular season when they faced out when they faced LSU and so the argument there was that you know there's four other conference champions that could have a shot in this game Oklahoma State was the one that year that should have got that a lot of people thought mm-hmm. should have got in um, but the conference bias was at play to trump a conference champion in that situation so the conference bias can still play in I, I agree with you I think that it shouldn't uh, be a requirement but I mean I mean you look at this year's scenario Penn State is very good they're in the top eight you know I think they're ranked number eight right now so it's a little bit more enticing with them if they can win their conference, you know, them compared to Ohio State. Like, they beat Ohio State and, and got into that conference championship instead, mm-hmm. and they have similar resumes, even though yeah. Ohio State's is a little better. Um, if Penn State had lost a few out-of-conference games, for example, this isn't even a discussion because they're not – if they have four losses, nobody's saying, oh, they should be in there over Ohio State, you know. So I guess the next question comes down to um, – what do you think the playoff committee's goal should be? Should it be to put the best teams in, or should it be to put the most deserving teams in? See, that's the question, because no matter the two systems we have right now, and the college play, football playoff system is, is still very new. Yeah. So they're still trying to work out how it's going to play out and all the different scenarios where someone could get left out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people were getting left out all the time in the yeah. BCS yeah. system. And, and, so this, I think, yeah. is at least, at least more inclusive, so you're going to have some growing pains, but... There's always going to be a cutoff point. A cutoff yeah. point. There has to be, unless you do, I don't know, like a like a March Madness style, right, which they can't, which do. you can't do. Yeah. So, I I I think I leave it up to the discretion of the teams and the teams they've beaten, and like the teams and their resumes. Um, not really. I, I just don't think the conference championship should matter, but it should, in terms of, look, you won this championship, you deserve X. It should be. You beat this team that also made it to the championship. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's kind of yeah. how I see it. But I, like I said, yeah. there's always going to be yeah. a catch twenty two the somewhere. Is, there's a fine line you got to walk because there's really when it comes down to it, there's two sides. There's conference play and there's non conference play. Those are the two categories of college football. 
and you like you really don't want to ruin tradition on either side. You, you don't want conferences to go by the wayside because conference play is great. Like rivalries come from conference play, and you know there's a lot of pride in winning your conference championship and all that. Yeah. On the flip side, what we were just talking about, if you were to make winning your conference a requirement to get into the playoff, then non-conference rivalries would go by the wayside. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, there, some there of would the be, best rivalries. There would be no incentive. Almost all of them. Yeah, there would be no incentive for. I mean, yeah, like Ohio State, Michigan is in conference, but there there are a lot of them. Florida, Florida you know, State, Florida, is Florida com- State is out of conference. conference. Notre Dame, Georgia, and Georgia, half Tech. the teams that they're rivals with. Yeah, so like there's a lot uh, like Clemson, South Carolina. There's a lot of rivalries that are out of conference. Those goes by the wayside because it's like that game doesn't mean anything anymore if we need to win our conference. If it's basically just pick the best conference champions, you know. Yeah. So um, real quick, one thing that I had seen before and. I'm going to say this is I'm going to actually go ahead and predict that at some point in the next 10 years, this system gets put into place. Um, hit the people, Derek. I'm going to hit them with this. They're going to move to a 16 playoff at some point, And the top two seeds in that playoff are going to get buys. So the top two seeds are going to be very valuable. The bottom four are going to have to play into that that 14 playoff. Yeah. Right. And I think that the top two seeds will need to be conference champions. The two best conference champions and, by, and the same, by the will, same committee. They probably, they probably will, will be. slash could be. But, Except but, in a case like in, Ohio State. In a year like in this, this yeah. in a year like this, Ohio State might be in discussion over Clemson. Well, Ohio State can't be two over Clemson because they don't win their conference. But they're going to be three. They're they're going to be in the playoff. They're one of the best teams. They'll be number three, and they got to play. They're they're going to have to win three games to be a national champion. I like the sound of that so far, but I it's only because I've heard the good sides of it. Yeah. I can't it. I can't fathom the yeah negatives or the the who gets left out scenarios right. but i'm sure they exist yeah. as well they they will exist but the thing is they shouldn't they shouldn't exclude more than is currently being excluded because you're, you're not really adding like automatic qualifiers or anything right now the college football playoff pretty much always is going to have two conference champions in it i, I got to think two of the four are always going to be conference champions so now you're just saying okay you two the two best conference champions you play some priority on winning your conference but you also say a great resume gets you into the playoff, even if you don't win your conference. A great resume will get you into one of these four seeds. And the top two seeds is for winning your conference. So you have plenty of incentive to go but win then your it's, conference. But then it's what if there's three really good conference winners? Right, like right what if exactly. Yeah, and now one of them has to play. One of them has to play. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, and yeah, and that's that's where that will be the new line. And then it'll, like yeah, it'll become six like versus seven oh, is no longer SEC the thing. bias type Yeah, stuff, they so. get the two. Yeah, that's true. So there are obviously downsides with any of it, but... Um, anyway, that's, I like it. that's a little, it, it's, it's a little thinking outside the box. It's still, it's like, oh, the I, playoffs I just, are so new that all yeah. the ideas are, and there's are also, fine. there's so much money in it. I see it expanding at some point. That's, that's more bowl games. They'll get to play. Love me some know? bowl games. So, um, and the season's already so much shorter than the NFL. They have plenty of time. Like bowl season is so long that they'll, they'll figure out a way to make the playoff traverse you, the whole bowl season. Derek, basically. you have to remember these are students. So. That's first. true. That's student true. athletes, That's not true. athlete students. That's true. They are student. They didn't athletes. come to play school. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that wraps up college football real quick. Into the NFL, we'll just talk on our two teams. I think to Love keep it. it short. So start with the Bucks in the hunt. Big win. <laughs> the Bucks are in the hunt. Um, big win over the Seattle Seahawks. Fourteen Huge to win. five. Fourteen uh, to five. Fourteen to five. You don't see that very. You don't often. see it too often. Uh, fans were uh, Bucks fans. Yeah. Well, not us, but a few next to us were. Uh, Channing, like, thank you, Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I was about to say something about maybe like Rays beating Mariners. Yeah, it was so, yeah. a baseball score. Um, yeah. but very huge win. I mean, I, I, we talk about the Bucks every week, so I'm not going to get into it. But three straight wins for the Bucks. Um, Bears who are a bad team. Then the Chiefs at Arrowhead, who just beat the Broncos last Chiefs week. Chiefs are a good team. And the Seahawks, who are number yeah. two in the power rankings, one of the hottest teams in uh, football. So. And they held one of the best offenses in football to five points yeah. and no touchdowns, which is pretty incredible. So 
Um, Alteron Werner, the defensive, uh, he was the cornerback. His p- father passed away on Thanksgiving the, the night of, so into mm-hmm. Friday. Played on Sunday, got an interception, a bunch of pass deflects, played wow. out of his mind. It was a huge emotional game for him and the Bucks. Um, and then it came out that Jameis wrote that letter right. uh, to all his, his teammates. So it's, I think the Bucks are kind of coming back into the national spotlight a bit. Um, six and five isn't lighting the world on fire, but win three games in a row and you're you're one literally half a game out of the wild card spot. Yeah, it's it's a possibility. And they beat the two toughest teams. Well, they have the Cowboys coming up at Dallas, but yeah, that's tough um, they also have two at the Saints, the Chargers, and the Panthers. So there's there's winnable games. Yeah, you just have to hope that the so if you're rooting for the Bucks out there, root against the Falcons and root against the Redskins. That's what I'll yeah, tell you. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. There you go. I mean, yeah, but I mean, the, we know the offensive talent is there for Tampa. I think the 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 deep the defensive showing is hugely encouraging. I mean, because if you can go out there and play defense like they did on Sunday and the past couple weeks, that's the difference. I six, mean, six sacks against Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, which is which a mobile and quarterback. two picks, so, two yeah, picks, which is huge. I mean, if they can go out there and play defense like that, it it makes life a lot easier for Jameis and the offense. You, I mean. Jameis is still a young second-year quarterback, and Mike Evans is a young second-year He's year still receiver. the youngest quarterback in the league, Yeah, Jameis. Exactly. He's a second-year. He's even younger than Dak still? Mm-hmm. Really? Interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, the uh, yeah, it's 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 all still developing on offense for them, but they have the talent. So, um, very encouraging signs for the Bucks. And uh, moving on to um, the Pats. The Pats we, are also in the hunt. In the they're, hunt. They're in the hunt for the playoffs. Um, they get a win, an ugly win, nonetheless, against the Jets. Um, a lot of those darn Jets. A lot of yeah. The, I mean, look, the yeah. Jets. The Jets always play them scrappy. We, we talk about this. The teams like the Jets and the Bills and the, even the Dolphins. These AFC East teams. Those teams stink, that just kind of bother stink, you. They stink against other. <laughs> those teams in your division that you always beat, but sometimes <laughs> they just bother you a bit. They they, they play them tough, and and they they always cover the spread, and if if you will, like that that type of a of a matchup. You know, I think um, the. There, there's plenty of downsides from this game for the Patriots. Uh, Steven Gostowski still continues to miss kicks he shouldn't miss. Uh, that is a problem. Gronkowski got hurt. A different injury than what he was questionable with. He hurt his back. Um, we're getting shades of the past of, of with Gronk this year, I think, a little bit, which is kind of concerning. Um, not being able to stay on the field. It could just be precautionary. They may have they may have come to the point this year where they have Martellus Bennett, and they're like, look, we can't have Gronk get hurt and miss the playoffs at all. Yeah. You know, So that it might be precautionary, but... Um, biggest thing for me, uh, positive was the emergence of Malcolm Mitchell, who's a rookie receiver yeah. um, from Georgia, who's who was a good receiver at Georgia, but doesn't jump off the charts, you know, physically, combine wise or anything like that. But really smart kid, um, drafted him in the second or third round. I'm not sure, but uh, he's coming alive a little bit. And the Patriots haven't had a, a reliable outside receiver, kind of like like you know, sideline receiver um, in a while. Actually, they've been working over the middle for years. I mean, since. I want to say since Randy Moss, really, since they've had a legitimate outside receiver. I'm not saying Malcolm Mitchell's Randy Moss, but <laughs> but for someone to show some promise in that position is a good thing. So someone to be able um, to go vertical, vertical, yeah, and also be able to make catches at the sideline. You know, you know, even just like ten yard out or hitch yeah. or something like that. So uh, he's gaining Brady's trust a little bit. So good signs from him uh, as a rookie. It's not it's not common for a rookie receiver in the Patriots system to get snaps and to be productive. So, so question for you, yeah. changing from the offensive side of the ball to the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Do you think the loss of Jamie Collins has affected the Pats now that you've had a few games to digest it? So I think. And it, also, yeah. second question, follow up. Did you see what he posted on Instagram? Today? <laughs> I did see that actually. Yeah, yeah. something of I don't remember the exact word. I'll look it up but, uh, while you while you answer. Yeah. The first so question. so I think 
Um, has his loss affected them? Yes. Uh, they're still they're still learning, I think, and they're still adapting to not having him. And again, um, I did not support that move. You know, like I again, I mentioned before that I trust Belichick as a player evaluator. I do. I think if he didn't think that Collins was a good fit, then fine. But there's no question that getting rid of the guy midseason hurts. And so um, I do think that I, I will say that you know I was home uh, in my hometown over Thanksgiving break and. Whitman you know, and Whitman and uh, I, I will say just like seeing things on Facebook from you know people that I grew up with and things like that um, Patriots fans are so spoiled it, oh. it is it is I mean I know look, Thank look, you, look this is just me talking Thanks. wow and I, hot I, take I, I hope that I've I hope that I have established that I am I am not quite as bad as most Patriots fans I hope um, I saw people posting statuses on Facebook about how terrible the Patriots defense is. They use the word terrible in capital letters. Uh, and, I, and and it's uh, you you, 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 know how, you know how many people would give anything to be 9 and 2 and to and to give up fewer points than most teams in the league. They're like third least points allowed in the league. And and, and people are furious that this defense is terrible. They do the same <laughs> like, the, they do the same thing with the Sox too. Yeah, it's when true. the Sox are bad, it's like I hate this team. We deserve yeah. to lose. It's yeah. like a we deserve to lose when we're bad. Yeah. yeah. Even though you're not bad. Yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, the answer to the question, I think the defense is obviously more susceptible without Collins. They're still adapting. I'm not overly worried about them. They've still been a good defense in the scheme of the NFL this year. Um, but, yeah, I think it certainly hurt a little bit. Um, so. And what he said on Instagram was, and it may not be a jab because it, it could just be. I saw it was one of those motivational it's, things, but I may not be where I want, where I need to be. But I thank God I'm not where I used to be. And that's. Yeah. And it, it's, I think it's like a picture of a dude training or something. No, like it's that. a picture of a guy praying. Oh, praying, so it could okay. be. It could mean like spiritually, I'm not where I need to be. Right. Right. Or it could mean I hate Coach Belichick, <laughs> yeah. but also and the Browns suck the Brown- too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't want to be here either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's could be what that's it means. what we're sticking with. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, so yeah. That, I mean, that's that. Um, yeah, so both Pats, know. Bucks, and the Hunts, uh, get on the bandwagon. Yeah. Both teams. There we go. All right, we got we got less than ten minutes to finish up, so let's run through Westworld. I'm gonna so freaking run through. So it. Westworld spoilers are coming. We're gonna we're gonna spoil a few things. Uh, get, uh, let me answer them in in a sentence or less, or five words or less. Ask me a question. Okay. How do you feel about Bernard being Arnold? I think it's kind of dumb. <laughs> okay. Next question. How confusing do you think Dolores' timelines are? The most confusing, <laughs> the most confusing ever. Yes. Okay. Um, who is weirder? Uh, what is weirder? Dolores' timelines or these weird tribal dudes and the blonde girl who's tying a noose from the man in black's head to a horse that could run away at any moment and kill him? Which is weirder? Which is a weirder situation? I'm going to use more than five words because okay. that's a long question. <laughs> um, Dolores is, is weirder because... I'm still not exactly sure what's going on. And I know people are jumping between t- timelines or they're remembering because I think I'm going to go past my limit. Here, but <laughs> I think what the show is going to end up circling around is that the robots can live within their memories. Like for, for humans, I remember a, a moment where he says for humans, the the memories are fuzzy and they're, they're not remembered clearly. They're just kind of like bits and snippets. Yeah. For the robots, they're programmed in, and and you can basically remember every detail and live in Bernard them, and you can it. get lost in them. Exactly. So yeah. Bernard did it, uh, and I think Dolores is doing it. So whenever she's she gets stabbed, she like remembers a new 
storyline of her at that spot yeah. or a new memory of her at that spot and she's like piecing just them lives, together lives it out from there exactly um that being said jumping back to the bernard is arnold thing i don't like that I don't hate it. I don't hate but he, it. But is he, he, so he's just a manifestation of the he, he, old Arnold. So, so Ford created uh, Bernard to be Arnold. So we don't Arnold know. Arnold who died already? Who, or yes, who, to had, be, who okay. had already died. Who had, that's, that's, my, that's my assumption. That's not even a big um, twist really but, though. But, but I think what I see what I see coming is that I think that Ford probably killed Arnold. Um, and so, and basically he then created Bernard to be his ideal partner basically. Yeah. You know, so. So Arnold was probably trying to, and it was referenced a few times where somebody mentions like that Arnold created like this world to be to be good, you know, to be like to not be all just like killing and, and violence and everything, but he created it with good or, with good intentions. And Ford had a different idea and potentially maybe killed him and then created Bernard to be basically his, you know, the person yeah. that he could control and then killed him and then had him kill himself. <laughs> yeah. So right, that doesn't make sense. It, it's all. Unfortunately, I'm getting shades of lost. Oh, it's, I got tons of shit. I, I got shades of lost with that whole thing where uh, the man in black is tied up and like yeah. the, the weird people are all dancing around. Yes. And, like that was so losty. It was like yeah, because yeah. they're not going to tell you who those people are, yeah. why they exist, where they are, and also why he's allowed to get hurt by them. Why yeah. why he's yeah. dealing like guests aren't allowed to get hurt by them, but. Like they can tie him up and yeah, hang and, him. A and, horse can hang. And him. the guy who went uh, to to investigate. Um, the the girl who disappeared and then those in those like yeah. the tribal dudes come up and they like they don't obey him and like they tackle him like it's like things are going to going yeah, straight like where are we go are we are we staying in the park yeah. are we going big are we going right. like are we are we going grand scheme of things where I don't know where they're going and it's right. and it's gonna go into another season which I, oh yeah totally I so know. one one more question for you so we we seem to have we kind of established that we thought that William might be the few the the past version of man in black yes right um thought of something while watching this week that could be a wrinkle in that do you think that potentially it could be logan that is future the man in black logan being williams uh yeah williams i, I would say there. The, I, I haven't looked into that theory too much because i just took it as fact when you told me it because mm-hmm. it made so much sense um but i just don't think logan is enough of a character to care about yeah like if it was William and people didn't hear that theory they'd be like wow that's cool mm-hmm. like that's I didn't yeah. know that but it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. if it's Logan you're like oh this douchebag like yeah so yeah gross yeah well so the reason the the, the scene that made me think that is um, that basically the very end of the episode or close to the I don't remember if it was the exact end but Dolores in that church or whatever the man in black walks in mm-hmm. and Doris looks at the man in black and has a very scared negative face. reaction. Yeah. So, so that tells me that it's not William now. Maybe she just doesn't recognize him, but I mean, we've been watching this season thinking that might be, that might be William, you know? And so now if it was Logan, that was an, a fitting reaction because of all the experiences. Well, she had we also Logan. don't know. Cause this is technically the Williams first time in the park and then like his 30th year in the park. Yeah, so there's right, a lot of stuff in between. Right, right. Dolores could have, yeah. you know, had those memories erased or whatever changed or whatever. So there's plenty of things, but either way, um, final lots to talk about with final episode next Sunday. Yeah. We'll have a full review. Yeah. We'll give it the avocados and yeah. dragon fruits rating that you've all been dying. Probably to get hear. Murph on soon to, to digest we'll, the we'll, season. We'll freaking get Westworld with it. Yep. Alrighty, final drive. Let's do it. What do you want to do? I'm going to go first. All right, first. All right, so I changed mine at the last minute. <laughs> Gilmore Girls, Derek. Right. Gilmore Girls. It's wow. back. Right. The reunion <laughs> is back. Um, I was never a big Gilmore Girls fan, but 
my mom was a huge Gilmore Girls fan, and everybody's mom was. I'm sure your mom was. I'm not sure. You, well, I'm sure. Yeah. Everyone's mom is. <laughs> Everyone's mom loves Gilmore Girls. My dad even likes it. Um, and she loved it because I was technically around the same age as Rory, who's the main character there. And so she, as she's growing up and going through high school and, and deciding which college to go to and, and getting bad grades on her first papers and stuff, like I'm doing all that stuff, except I'm not going to Harvard or Yale and I'm not a girl. <laughs> uh, but my mom loved it. She cried through the entire four. Re- they made them reunion episodes on Netflix. They're, they're an hour and 15 minutes each. And they're summer, they're like fall, winter, Mm -hmm. spring, summer. They're done in like seasons, which I think is unique, I guess. Um, But she cried throughout the entire thing. Um, I'm sure if you were a Gimmel Girls fan, you've already watched these four and you've watched them twice because you can't get enough of it. But um, Gimmel Girls is back. Just a little shout out. I I caught a few episodes. Rory is doing big things with her life and I'm doing big things with my life. (laughs) So uh, we're keeping up the pace. And in another (laughs) 10 years, we'll do another Gilmore Girls reunion when... Maybe see, we'll be on See it. how we're both doing. <laughs> so there you go. Gilmore Girls is back. Um, my final drive comes from the weekend uh, of football, which we had a slate of 1 o'clock games that was disgusting. Uh, yes. Not a single watchable game uh, from a neutral standpoint, pretty much in the entire slate, um, which brings me to uh, a comparable thing, which we had a couple of uh, over the Thanksgiving break. I watched a few Bruins and Celtics games that were matinees at 1 o'clock or 12 o'clock or something. And I'm going to say that the NA, the NBA and NHL should try to compete more with the NFL with matinee games on weekends. I think that the NFL being the only sport on on Sunday at 1 o'clock if, is... If you can, I agree with you, if you can time it with the team of your market. Yeah, so right. Like we talked, yep. the Lightning and the Bruins, Lightning Bruins game played been, at 1 it, and both the Bucks and the Pats played exactly. at 4. So and, I watched that Lightning game and right. then watched... So you're right. That's, yeah. a, that's a caveat. As the teams can't be conflicting with their same market teams. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, putting an, even a national game, right? Like like from a neutral standpoint, I'm thinking of a fan in Denver, let's say, who whose team plays at night. You know, maybe there's a big hockey, there's a big Bruins lightning game. And if those are teams that are doing well and it's on NBC Sports and it's, you know, in the middle of the day, I think there's a chance that that, that person watches that game. I would have watched the neutral hockey game over some of these one o'clock games if it was a, if it was a good game, like a Blackhawks, like Penguins game or something, you know, so um, just basically same thing with the NBA, you know, get a Warriors Cavs game or something going on. It's like I'm going to watch that over some of these NFL games. So I think that NBA and NHL should, with the cognizant you know awareness of that inner inner market competing, I think that they should try to compete with the NFL a little bit on Sundays and in you know with college football on Saturdays. So it's a great idea, Derek. That's it. I'm on so, board. So that's it for the one year anniversary episode, episode forty four. I I I have no words. I'm I'm real excited. <laughs> I'm glad we did a year. Yeah. Um, and I'm pumped for episode fifty because it gives us another big thing to look look forward Me too. to. Me too. I'm also pumped for forty five next week. Uh, on Tuesday. So we'll see you guys then. Later days. Stay up. Never down. <laughs>